praising God. That's what we've been doing as we've journeyed through the Old Testament book of Psalms here on Through the Bible. I'm Steve Schwetz, welcoming you aboard the Bible bus for our last study in this beautiful book of Psalms. In just a minute, we'll set out for Psalms 144 through 150. But first, let's listen to a quick introduction by our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee. The Bible bus, friends, is now getting ready to leave the book of Psalms. And we trust that we're going to take a song with us, especially in view of the fact that we'll be going back to the New Testament, to the little epistle of Paul to the Ephesians. And not only is there song there for us, but we're going to find that we'll need to put wings on the bus because we're going to be sitting in the heavenlies. And I tell you, when you come out of the book of Psalms into the good old summertime, I can't think of a better place to be than to sit in the heavenlies on a hot summer day. So that's where we're going to be now for some time. We've been a long time in the book of Psalms. It's actually the longest book in the Bible. And it's all about praising God. The very middle of the Bible is Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. And that chapter is all about the Word of God. You see, the Word of God exalts the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a hymn book. Actually, all of the Bible's a hymn book. It's all about Him, H-I-M, all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now we'll be coming into this very wonderful book of Ephesians next time. It's been a great study, hasn't it? To prepare yourself for our study in Ephesians, make sure that you've downloaded Dr. McGee's free notes and outlines. As I mentioned yesterday, they're available in a couple of different ways. First, you can download the notes and outlines for just our study in Ephesians, or you can get the complete set of notes and outlines for our entire five-year study by downloading our digital book titled Briefing the Bible. You'll find both for free download at ttb.org. Again, it's called Briefing the Bible, or call us at 1-800-65-BIBLE, and we'll send you an abridged paperback copy by mail. And you can always download it from the Kindle store as well. Let's pray for one another now. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to sing your praises as we've studied the Psalms together. Help us to continue to see your character unfold as we spend time in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now it's time for our study of Psalms 144 through 150 on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Now, friends, we come to the 144th Psalm, and this again is a Psalm of David. And it has in it things that make it very similar to the 18th Psalm. That was another great Psalm that we emphasized when we were there. It was a Psalm of David in which he began, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock. Then he says in that Psalm, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. And that was when he was delivered from the hand of King Saul. And obviously, this was one of the experiences which this man had. It looks forward again to a day that's coming when his people will be in great tribulation, period. And it will be a time of great suffering and a time of great distress. And at that time, again, they will turn 
God in prayer. And in between those two events, it certainly works for all the saints of God today. So let's come to it and let me begin reading. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, who teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. What does he mean by that? There are those, of course, that'll jump at this and say, my, look, God is a warlike God in the Old Testament. My friend, if you lived in David's day, then you would have been, I think, very comfortable to feel that you were protected from the enemies round about you, that you could defend yourself. And the Lord Jesus made it very clear. This idea today that he was a pacifist and he was for peace and he's the prince of peace and there'll not be peace on this earth till he come. He gives peace to the human heart today. He gives peace with God through the forgiveness of sins. But he also said, a strong man armed keepeth his house. And that's what David is saying here. And in the Great Tribulation, they're going to need a little protection, by the way. Now, will you listen to verse 2? He says, my goodness, speaking of God, that he's my goodness. And if you and I have any righteousness, it's Christ. And my fortress, he's my protector, my high tower, my deliverer. And friends, it's good to know that we have the arsenal of Adam Bomb. But I want to also make sure that God's my protector and that he's still my fortress and my high tower and my deliverer and my shield. And he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Now, it's David speaking. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him? Or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Why take note of a little man? Man's not, very frankly, he doesn't amount to very much. Man is like the vanity. And that word actually means here, man's nothing. And without God, man is nothing. Life is purposeless today without God. A man came to me when I was pastor in Nashville. I was sitting in my study, and he just walked in, and he had an old rusty gun. Looked like a forty-five to me. And he said to me, he says, if you can't give me some reason why I shouldn't kill myself, I'm going to kill myself. And I said, well, you sure put me on a spot because I can't think of any reason why you shouldn't. But I want to say this to you. You're not going to solve your problems by taking your life. All you're doing is you're going to remove your problems to a place where you can't get a solution because you will have fixed your eternal destiny. But I said, here and now, you can make a decision for God and add a little purpose to your life. And you won't be in such a big hurry to get out of this life. But you'll know that when you do, you're going into the presence of the living God. May I say to you that life is quite empty. I have a clip in here of a man, and he was the inheritor of a fortune that is said to be the largest fortune in the world, $5 billion. I don't know how much that is, but it's a whole lot of money. And that man took his life. Well, $5 billion didn't keep him here. And he found out life is rather purposeless. And friends, without Jesus Christ, without God, man's like vanity, emptiness, just no purpose at all. 
Now listen to him as he pleads with God. Verse 5, Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. This is a great verse. Here we have a statement that Isaiah confirmed in Isaiah 64. He says, Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens, that thou wouldst come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. All for God to break in into human events, God to intrude again into human history. And he's going to do that someday. I don't want to take a fanatical position and say he's going to do it tomorrow or even this century. I don't know. But the fact is that he is going to intrude again into human history. Now he says, verse 6, "...cast forth lightning and scatter them, shoot out thine arrows and destroy them." Now, when he comes again, he's coming in judgment. There's nothing wrong with this. The whole tenor of Scripture, including the New Testament, is that he's coming in judgment, and we have no more vivid and dramatic picture than you have in the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation when John says he saw a door open in heaven and one on a white horse coming forth. He's coming forth conquering and a conquer, my friend. Now, that is the picture that the Word of God presents. Maybe you don't like it, but it's in the Word of God. Now, at that time, he says, I'll sing a new song unto thee, O God. And that is the day and the only day they'll be able to. Now, we come to the 145th Psalm. And this is the last of the Psalms that mentions David as the author. And they are the only ones we can be sure of. He might have written and probably did write some of the others. But this is the last one that is mentioned. And this is a very remarkable psalm. It is an acrostic again. That means that each verse here, and you notice there are 21 verses here, and each one begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. But somebody says, I thought there were 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And the answer is yes. But there are only 21 verses here. Well, there's one that's left out, and it is the noon. It begins with Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Daleth, Haywow, and so on. But when you get down to Maine, you miss noon. And that letter is not here. And then that's caused the critic to come along and say, My, now, the verse was left out by some transcriber. It was omitted by him. It should be here. Well, my friend, I think that it's left out for a very definite reason. And a very definite reason is that this is a great psalm of praise to God. It opens with, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever. And this is the introduction to the last psalms, and all of them are hallelujah psalms. And it's just an increasing crescendo as you go to the very end, now the book of Psalms. And here, though, there's one left out. And you wonder why. Does that speak of the fact that praise is imperfect? And I think it does. We're not having yet the fullest of praise. Actually, you don't get all the hallelujahs till you get to the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation. Will you listen to this? And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord God. And again they said, Alleluia. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, 
and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. There's the seventh hallelujah. There is the missing hallelujah. And the praise in this psalm here, then, is not quite complete, or any of these. And that's going to be the day that it'll come to pass, that what the angels said, you remember that the angels made it very clear, glory to God in the highest. Why? Because he was born in Bethlehem, and there was to be peace, but there wasn't, friends. And we've never been able to sing the Hallelujah Chorus perfectly yet. Never has it been. But there's coming a day, and that day will come when He comes forth. And it will be a great day when they'll be able to sing praises unto Him. What a glorious, wonderful psalm this is here. Now, will you notice, and we probably ought to look down in the psalm. Well, we have here... I will extol thee, my God, O King. I'll bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. This is not just for the Sabbath day or for Sunday, but this is for every day will I bless thee. What a wonderful thing this is. There are days when we don't feel like blessing him. And we sometimes can sing and do him. We praise him for all that's past, trust him for all that is to come. Well, we can trust him for all that's past, and we can praise him for all that is to come. And so you have here this marvelous psalm of praise under our God here. It's a very wonderful psalm, and there's so many things down in it that we'd like to lift out. Again, we're told, verse 17, "...the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works." The Lord is near unto all those who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. And whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are right now, if you mean business with God, you can get right into his presence if you want to. But a lot of folk are stiff-arming God today, and that's one reason that they go through a ritual in a church, actually to get away from God. And that's the best way to get away from him that I know of. But you can come directly and immediately into his presence right now. One of the great doctrines that the Reformation brought back to us was the priesthood of believers. That is, that you have access to God. Christian friend today, and if you are unsaved, he invites you to come to him for salvation. God is available, and we have access, we're told, to him today. This is a glorious, wonderful psalm. Now, I must move on. When we come now to Psalm 146, these five concluding psalms here are hallelujah psalms. If you'll notice, they begin and end with praise ye the Lord. And that, of course, is hallelujah. The 146 says, praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. And that means not with the lips, but genuinely to praise God. Now it says in verse 3, Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. This is a very interesting statement here. Dr. A.C. Gabeline, years ago, told about a visit that he had from a Jewish 
friend who came to him, and he said that there was a warning in the Old Testament against Jesus as the Son of Man. And this was the verse that he gave to Dr. Gabelin. He says, it says here, put not your trust in the Son of Man. And then Dr. Gabelin explained to him, he says that if he was only the Son of Man, then you shouldn't put your trust in him. But he's more than the Son of Man. He is the Son of God also. And that he actually was Emmanuel, God with us. And since he was Emmanuel, God with us, that's the reason they could call him Jesus, because he'd save his people from their sin. Now, we see that the Lord is mentioned here three times, and we have in this closing verse three times Well, in the closing here, he's mentioned eight times. Jehovah looseth the prisoners. Jehovah openeth the eyes of the blind. And if they're open today, he'll be the one to do it. Jehovah raiseth those that are bowed down. Jehovah loveth the righteous. Jehovah preserveth the strangers. He sustains the fatherless and the widow. God is the one that's in the business of helping As Jehovah, he's Redeemer. As Creator, he is Elohim. The Psalms make that abundantly clear. Now we have in the 147th Psalm here another great hallelujah psalm. And here again, praise ye the Lord, for it's good to sing praises unto our God. It's pleasant, and praise is fitting. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathered together the outcasts of Israel. And you can see that that has a future fulfillment. He hasn't done that yet. He hath not dealt with us. And I'm reading now the 20th verse, and you should look at that. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his ordinances, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. The nation Israel is unique. They're the only nation that ever would given the title of being the chosen people. They're the only ones given as the custodians of the revelation of God. And God not only gave them that, but he also, in that word, says he has an eternal purpose with them. That is the thing he's praising them for here. You're to praise for the peace of Jerusalem. And you're to pray also for this nation, that God will fulfill his promises to them. Now, will you notice 148? Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Now, you have in this 148th Psalm, you have praise in the heavenlies. That will include the believers, I think. Praise Jehovah from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. This is moving now to a mighty crescendo when heaven and earth Well, praise God. And now we come to the 149th Psalm. Praise ye the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. And we've already seen that new song. That's over in the book of Revelation. They're going to sing a new song. And that new song is that he's Redeemer. He is not only Creator, and we should praise him for that. That's the reason it's nice to walk up on a mountaintop or walk down by the ocean, and then you can praise him. I think that when you're flying by air, by plane, going anywhere, that's a good time to praise the Lord also. And what a marvelous picture that we have like that. Now we come to the 150th Psalm. 
And this psalm pulls out all the stops. Listen to it. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psalter and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Now, this is the great 150th Psalm, and this is the one glory to God in the highest peace and glory for him. This is the time when the message of the angels at the birth of Christ will be realized. And you have here something interesting. I'm not a musician, but I've been told that there are four major stops on an organ. And the first stop is diapason. That is the bass section. And that speaks of the creation, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Then you have here the flute stop on the organ. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psalter and harp. Now, that brings in the mountains and the hills. Now, praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments. And then there is that string stop that's on the organ. That's what they tell me. I don't know anything about music. And then there is the fourth stop, major stop, that's known as Vox Humana. Now, our God, he stepped up to the organ of creation, and he came down on that bass section and the stars sang together. And then he pulled out the flute stop. And I tell you that the moon joined in and the mountains joined in and the sea joined in. And then he pulled out the string. And all of the created animals, the birds, all of them joined in. Then he pulled out Vox Humana. And it was out of tune. And I'm told that that's the stop that'll get out of tune quicker on an organ that a little change of weather will cause it. And yonder in the Garden of Eden, God came down in the cool of the day, and Vox Humana wasn't there to praise him. And he's been out of tune ever since. But the Lord Jesus came to this earth, died on a cross, rose again. Is it God's right hand right now to bring you and me back into tune? And one of these days, he'll pull out a Vox Humana stop, and we have the new song. They'll sing a new song in heaven, and we'll join that hallelujah chorus. And at that time, Brennan McGee's going to be able to sing, and you're going to be able to sing, and we're going to sing praises unto God. And until then, well, I say praise His holy name and praise Him for the book of Psalms. One writer has said, a psalm a day keeps worry away. I found when I was sick in the hospital every night when I could read I turned to the book of Psalms. I read several Psalms. I find out today that nights when I can't sleep, the part of the Word of God I like to turn to the book of Psalms. You know, he giveth songs in the night. God today wants to speak to you through this book of Psalms. He wants to comfort your heart. And he can pull out these stops as no psychiatrist can do and you can open up your heart before the living and true God and sing praises unto him. Friends, that will get rid of your hang-up. That'll do more for you than anything else. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Until next time, may God richly bless you, my beloved. 
I really, really love this study. If you want to pass along these amazing messages and psalms to a family member or friend, you can have them download our app or direct them to ttb.org forward slash psalms or purchase Dr. McGee's entire five-year study on our Bible Bus flash drive. Find out more when you visit our online store at ttb.org or call us at 1-800-65-BIBLE if we can help you place your order. And as we wrap up our time in the psalms, we'd really love to know what this journey has meant to you. Maybe there's a particular psalm that you've claimed as your own. Or is God teaching you something new as we go along with the Israelites praising Him and praying to Him? Your stories really do mean so much to us, so why don't you share yours today? Email us at BibleBus at ttb.org. You can also send your letter to Box 7100, Pasadena, California, 91109. In Canada, Box 25325, London, Ontario, N6C, 6B1. Or call and leave a message at 1-800-65-BIBLE. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll be here next time saving a seat on the Bible bus just for you. Our study today was made possible through your prayer and financial support. We'll meet you back here next time. In fact, we're going to do this together, Lord willing, till Jesus comes again. In which case, we'll meet you in the air.